The following podcast is a production of Commercial Investment Real Estate Magazine, the official publication of the CCIM Institute. For more on the latest trends, best practices, and continuing education in all areas of the industry, visit our website at ccm.com and sign up for our education e-newsletter. Support for Commercial Investment Real Estate Podcast comes from Remax Commercial. Remax Commercial Global Network can help you adapt to changing markets, evolve with new technology, and maximize your investments across all property types. Go commercial with confidence. For more information, visit remaxcommercial.com. Welcome to another episode of Commercial Investment Real Estate Podcast. I'm Gina Florzak, Manager of Content Strategy and Publications with the CCM Institute. In this episode, I spoke with Landon Williams, CCAM, who is Senior Vice President at Cushman and Wakefield Commercial Advisors. Landon's practice focuses on investment sales for industrial, office, retail, and multifamily products in their real estate capital markets. Prior to joining Cushman and Wakefield, Landon worked as a sports agent, representing professional athletes and coaches. I'm excited to talk with Landon about his time as a sports agent, his transition to commercial real estate, and how his time as a CCM has brought him success throughout his career. Landon, thanks for being with me today on this podcast. Hey, Gina. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm, I'm pumped to be on here. Landon, you have a very unique professional background. Can we talk a little bit about that? Hey, happy to. So let's, let's go for it. Can you talk about your time as a sports agent? You went from being a sports agent. Was that right out of college? Did you always want to be a sports agent? Yeah. So I always wanted to be a professional athlete. And just at some point, probably way too late in life, I realized that wasn't going to happen. And I thought to myself, for, for me and my interest, what's the next best thing? And so when I was when I was coming out of undergraduate school and, and going into graduate school, I decided I would go intern for a sports agency, ended up loving it, and decided after graduate school to come out and do it full time. And and so that's what I did. I actually got in the business representing athletes and coaches on the endorsement side. So all of their all of their kind of off the field uh, you know, income and those negotiations around that and marketing them and also their media kind of public public relations endeavors as well. So that's how I got in that business. Eventually transitioned into negotiating their on the field contracts and just really, really interesting business. Loved it while I was in it. And yeah, it was a still a young business in the grand scheme of 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 what it is, but very much has come along fast and was a lot of fun for us for a sports fan. Landon, you talked about some negotiations. I was doing a little bit of research about you. I'm not sure if our audience knows about your background, but there are some some pretty big negotiations you handled while you were a sports agent. Can you elaborate on those? Let our, our audience members know about that? First, I'll say we had a, a, a pretty deep bench. So while uh, we had similar in real estate, actually, uh, a lot of similarities between the two businesses, certainly a lot of differences, but you know, we had a full service team. We had fortunate to service our clients at the time with folks who just dealt in analytics and attorney and a whole a whole array of expertise behind me. But in the process, was fortunate, represented football players and baseball players along the way. Ultimately, really found my place in the, in the baseball 
side of the business and was able to negotiate some fun deals for clients, some that weren't as fun. But but yeah, you know, was fortunate at the time. One pitcher that we had, one client ended up doing a, a good sized deal for him. And the most fun thing was just one of the best people you ever deal with. And and this all, all along the way kind of was easy to deal with and, and ended up uh, being able to get a, a, a really good situation for him at the time was one of the higher contracts for his position or the highest for his position and what he did and has since been passed many, many times all those years ago. But, but yeah, it was a, it's a negotiation. that's very much, again, another similarity of real estate, very much based on data, particularly the baseball world where so much of that industry is driven by data. Uh, so a lot of analytics are involved. A lot of comp sales, we'll call it, or, or comparable contracts back in the in that business is the same idea is used uh, in both industries as looking at what's the historical, the recent historical data tell us combined with what are the current trends, you know, and bringing in, hey, what are the options that that the player has? Does he have the ability to, to go to a different team? Does he want to go to a different team or or might he go to a rival team or a team in their division? So it's all these things that are kind of weighing into this negotiation. Either some of them are, are beneficial to your endeavor or what you're trying to achieve, and some of them are more detrimental, and you have to kind of work through that. And so, but yeah, it was fun and very interesting and still fun to kind of talk to my friends that I still maintain in that business and, you know, and all that goes on there. Landon, how many years did you work as a sports agent? And do you have any good stories that you can share with your time doing that? <laughs> yeah, I worked in there enough. I, I was only there, uh, you know, from the beginning to end, covered a span of maybe eight years or so. You know, we, we went to go see the client. Everything we did, and it's very common, but you, you were on the plane a lot or driving a, a road warrior type lifestyle. So it allowed me to see the country. It allowed me to meet a lot of cool people and very neat, interesting people. The list goes on. I'd say, there was, there's a number of people I met that were really interesting. I'd say probably one story that I go back to is we had a, one of our clients was doing an autograph signing. We did a deal with an autograph business that you, you negotiate this deal effectively. Your athlete agrees to sign a negotiated number of autographs for a certain price. And then that dealer will go out and appropriately you know, sell those in the market such that it doesn't reduce the valuation of the autograph. And and so we were in the process of, of signing, you know, committing to the the signing, the amount of autographs we had to. So we just went to a, a hotel room. I think it was in Phoenix, maybe, or Scottsdale. And there's two beds. And one of the beds had a whole bunch of baseballs and gloves and bats on it. And uh, that was for my client to sign. The other bed had a whole bunch of boxing gloves and posters and different things. And while we're signing, the the dealer, just, just, my, just a couple of us, a few of us in the room, he said, by the way, we, we're starting you, you know, three o'clock or whatever, but here in the next half hour, Muhammad Ali is going to be here as well and is, is also going to be signing. So sure enough, Muhammad Ali shows up to this hotel room and, and we all just kind of hang out for an hour or two. And uh, I'm a big boxing fan and I was a bit starstruck just from the perspective of, you know, it, it, it doesn't get much bigger it, really in athletics or in really the world period than Muhammad Ali. And so he was, he couldn't have been more fun. He was actually hilarious. And just, we had, we had a blast hanging with him, uh, just in that kind of small setting for a couple of hours. Wow. That's, that's amazing, Landon. Sounds like you had a lot of fun during your time as a sports agent, meeting all kinds of new people, 
and, and helping to progress their careers while they were practicing their craft. But what about off the field? What strategies did you use to sign your clients as a sports agent? You know, Gina, it it's, again, there's another similarity. So ultimately, it's a business, real estate's a business, but business is about people, right? It's about relationships. It's about how can you, how can you help client or your, your customer or whatever. So it was not different than that to get real specific. And in the weeds, it was, you know, reaching out to them. Once we identified who we felt like was going to be a good fit that we could help. And that was a, a, a top prospect and also somebody that we felt like was, you know, probably a good fit from what we do from a, a, a just a personality standpoint. Uh, it was reaching out. It was uh, making that initial contact, usually uh, depending on if they were coming out of high school or if they were coming to the draft out of college, maybe to a, a parent or maybe directly to the to the client uh, or or maybe getting connected through a mutual contact that we had. But that initial introduction was just like you would think. Is this an introduction? And it, what they were expecting it uh, because they knew uh, what their future would hold and, and, and the role of a sports agent. So we weren't the only phone call they were receiving. Typically, it was a welcome phone call, particularly from, you know, from our firm and the size that we were. So it was reaching out, making that introduction, and then turning that into a, a meeting, again, very similar to real estate. And then, and then over time, going to watch them play, uh, you know, supporting them from the perspective of just uh, being there, you know, helping them understand how you can help them and uh, displaying that through, you know, maybe a meeting or a series of meetings and maybe some deliverables. We typically had marketing materials or, or pitch decks, all, all similar. And then ultimately through that process, you, you either develop a good relationship or maybe maybe you don't. And that is what typically will will either win the day for you or they go a different direction. And it's really about building that relationship and articulately being able to show them how you can help them. Uh, in this particular case, you know, because the, the, the it, was a, it was kind of a competition that they needed the help in a certain time period. So how you can help better than the rest and, and demonstrating that. So uh, that's typically how the process went. Planet, relationship building is so important. I 100% agree with you. Whatever it is you're doing, whether you're helping sports stars or you're helping your clients in their needs. So now you are a commercial real estate broker. Talk with me about the tr that transition, how that happened, and why. Yeah. So really, it, it kind of boils down to I got I was single most of the time during my uh, career as a sports agent and, and loved that road warrior lifestyle, the way, the way I did it and the way our team did it. But ultimately got married and kind of into that first part of marriage. And we were, my wife and I were hoping to have children and all that. I was on the road a lot and was just thinking, you know, the way I did the business is, was probably not sustainable for also the goals we wanted to have as a family. So even though I loved what I was doing and had achieved some level of success, I decided, you know, I need to I need to look elsewhere. I knew I wanted to to do deals and negotiate in the process. And so as I was talking to actually one of my colleagues now, who's a tenant rep broker, business advisory broker, and he was saying, well, what we do is, uh, you know, we help businesses, companies think through their footprint. You know, they might, we negotiate a lease, but then they're coming up on the end of that lease term. And when they do, we, we evaluate kind of what is it they want? What is it they need? And we may shop the market and kind of leverage the market against itself. 
and that helps us negotiate the right terms. So we might renew and stay where we are, or we might go, you know, go move them and go elsewhere. And I was thinking, you know, that's very similar to what I did on the, you know, as a sports agent, as an athlete's coming up uh, on the end of his deal, uh, the, he, you know, what does he want to do? Does he want to stay with the current team? Does he want to look and check the market? Maybe we check the market and leverage the market against itself to keep him more, you know, there, there was a lot of similarities and ultimately found my way on the, in this business as a tenant rep broker uh, for a few years before eventually transitioning to heading up our, our office's capital markets division and, and working with investors. But, but yeah, that's really how the transition happened. You talked about some similarities. Can you give a little bit more in depth about the the similarities between being a sports agent and a commercial investment real estate broker? Beyond what we've already discussed, it's still putting together deals. You still have stakeholders in each deal. Each stakeholder have goals that they are trying to achieve. And you, you have your fiduciary duty to a key stakeholder uh, at the same time you, you're trying to also understand uh, everybody else's, you know, uh, desires and what they, where they want to get and, and, you know, trying to work towards that endeavor all the while you're representing uh, your, your particular uh, alliance or, or a client. And so very similar in that nature, uh, very similar in how you negotiate, uh, you know, as I mentioned, you know, using data, uh, using uh, a, a free market, you know, using a lot of the same tools to be able to, to, you know, drive certainly a favorable situation for your client, but also, you know, trying to make sure that everybody can work within the framework of what, what everybody else needs if possible. And navigating those waters is, is very similar to the two deals. Now, some obvious differences, uh, I'm not, you know, typically recruiting high school juniors and seniors, you know, like I was in the baseball business or football business. I'm not typically getting a lot of calls after 11 p.m. or on Saturday and Sunday too often. So, you know, there, there's there's certainly a lot of differences about it. But at, at the core of it, it is still about the relationship. It's still about navigating the deal process and how do you negotiate that and, and you know, certainly win for your client and and try to accomplish everything you can for, for all the stakeholders involved. And whether you're representing professional athletes or your clients on the commercial investment real estate side, can you share some strategies you use to help set them up for success? So our team then, our team now is really all about data. Even defining success is a little bit about managing expectations and understanding what does success look like. So we lean into heavily and leverage data to help us identify where we want to go, what does it look like, and and then we we can kind of, you know, go into Stephen Covey's book Seven Habits of Highly Effective People is is kind of begin with the end in mind. So we really try to think through what what does success look like, and then we, you know, in in all scenarios, we develop a, a strategy to get there, and a game plan, if you will. And so and, you know, specific tools might be understanding, you know, for example, understanding. If you're negotiating a deal, what is the other demand that or other uh, potential parties that may try to be negotiate this deal as well? So, you know, are you competing against anyone or do you have no competition on the other side of that coin? Uh, do you have options? Is this the investment you really want or are there uh, you know, alternative investment options? What is it that if you don't do this deal, what's the opportunity cost? 
Or if you do this deal, what's the opportunity cost uh, of doing it? So kind of thinking through all that and and really, you know, trying to understand as, as fully as we can, as comprehensively as we can, you know, how to, you know, tread those waters. And, and, and then in the process, in many businesses, certainly commercial real estate and even in a sports business, you, there's all these landmines that can come up. Landmines, the analogy is, you know, they're, they're hidden. You may step on them without, you know, but as the, as the broker or the agent, you've been there before and you've, you've had to navigate around these. So you, you know, the path, you either know the path from experience or you have the, the map of where they are. And so you can, you can kind of navigate around those landmines, whether it be, you know, just, just something that the client hasn't experienced before or doesn't know about, and you're able to kind of be the trusted guide or partner to walk them through that. So, you know, that, that applies certainly to our, our business now and, and to so many others. Lena, what are the most critical aspects of helping players, whether it's sports stars or commercial investors in their endeavors? Do you have any advice? So that's a really good question. And for me, it gets back to really understanding what are their goals and identifying that. So when we go into working with a client of ours or a prospective client, we certainly think through what could be their their goals and what they're hoping to, to accomplish. But that's that's one of the very first topics we cover is, you know, what are you trying to achieve? And oftentimes it's the obvious. Hey, we're trying to get the highest price we can, or depending on which side you're on, the lowest price, you know. But so, it goes beyond that many times. And sometimes it does surprise us where it's more about, you know, there's a, there's an, an ulterior motive of, of something that is maybe not the typical consideration maybe has something to do with timing or something to do with debt or something to do, you know, some other key factor involved in, in what's driving their decision and where they want to go. So that is kind of the first thing I would say is really identifying what they want to achieve. In fact, we go as far as when we go to the drawing board and come back to present a strategy in a, in a proposal or a pitch type setting is the very, you know, very first thing we do is, is put on there, what does Gina want to achieve? And then we kind of bullet point and regurgitate back to them what they said to us and get agreement in that moment. Is this still, is this still accurate? So that is the very first thing that, that we recommend and that we, we do. And then, and then from there it's okay. You know, th- this is what we want to achieve, you know, based on the current market environment, based on his recent historical data, based on all these, all these factors that we, that we come into, come into play for it is here's the strategy we recommend. So, you know, it's, it's, Hey, we're going down this path, but we're, we're keeping these options open as, as potential, you know, alternative routes is, is if necessary along the way. If you had the chance to do it all over again, would you switch from being a sports agent to a commercial real estate broker? Yes, absolutely. It's, it's interesting. I do love that business, the sports agent business. A part of loving it was just because I love sports and I still get to enjoy that, but, you know, and so that's still, I still get a lot of that enjoyment without having, you know, being in that and traveling quite so much and all that. So Gina, have you ever seen the movie Forrest Gump? Love that movie. Yes. You know, Baba and Forrest and his affinity for shrimp and all things shrimp. That, that is how I am to commercial real estate. And I, I, I love this business. It's a puzzle that I, I like thinking through and putting the pieces together and helping clients. And it is, I still think that, our industry, commercial real estate industry, is kind of the best kept 
secret for financial stewardship and wealth building. And so it's just, it's a lot of fun to help clients and, and investors think through what they're trying to achieve and help them get there. And so, yes, to answer your question in short, I would absolutely do it again. In fact, the only thing I, I regret, except for the relationships involved and some of the fun experiences, I, I wish I had started when I was 22, right out of college and in the commercial real estate business. Landon, you are a CCM. You've been a member of the CCM Institute. Can you talk about uh, how your membership in the CCM Institute has benefited you? And do you have any advice for those who are looking to get the designation? So I can go on and on about the CCIM and the people, the program, the you know, the whole thing and what it has done. It has been one of the best things for my whole career. And particularly somebody who's kind of switching careers, mid-career, it, it, you know, I, I was married, was starting a family and I, I didn't have the luxury of spending a few years in the trenches. I, I needed to, to go ahead and really expedite the learning curve. So the CCIM, I leveraged that platform, the educational component to the classes. It did wonders for me in terms of helping me understand this business Effectively, I like to say it, it's a it's a graduate degree or master's level degree for in commercial real estate, all things in this industry. Certainly, the investing piece of it, but really everything. And so, it gave me knowledge. But I don't know if I expected this to come or not. But it gave me confidence. You know, once I had that knowledge, and then also had the the, the branding associated with it, it, it gave me confidence as I'm helping clients, as I'm negotiating deals, or dealing with with. With people on the other side of the, the table, and, and so that was that was kind of candidly, Gina, was equally as important, especially early in my career when I was still trying to get a, a, a fuel for, you know, this this industry, this business. So it started out with just actually getting with that designation, and and then uh, along the way, kind of parallel path, got involved with the local chapter, and eventually was able to work my way out to serve as president for the chapter in our market, and through that that whole process, those several years of kind of treasurer, vice president, president of the chapter, you, you get the opportunity to go and to the governance meetings and just meet more people. But I've heard the line, you're the same person today as you are five years from now, except for the people you meet and the books you read. And, and I would say you could, in today's day and time, books you read could be translated to, to, the, to the content you take in. And, and if I think about the CCIM program is I've had the you know, fortunate opportunity to take in such great content with the education piece of that program. And then the ongoing content that is pushed out to us as designees through the magazines or the email blast, you know, everything. Combine that with the amazing folks I met along the way. And it has really been a, a major tool, a major impact for my career. So what I would say to the to those who are thinking about it is stop thinking about it. Just, just go for it. You jump right in. You will you will not be disappointed. It is highly recommended and a, a major tool that I, I took advantage of and still do. Landon, what a tremendous background you have coming from a sports agent to being so successful in commercial investment real estate. Thank you for taking the time today to share your story with me, with our audience. And I look forward to hearing more about your success with Cushman and Wakefield. And thank you again for being part of this podcast. Gina, thanks for having me. And thanks for producing the podcast and continuing to be a, a, a resource for, for all of us. So really, really appreciate being on. Thanks for listening to this episode of Commercial Investment Real Estate Podcast. 
Head to SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Join us next month for a new episode of Commercial Investment Real Estate Podcast featuring another leading figure in the world of commercial real estate.